0: Welcome back to Space Cowboys, a Roswell New Mexico podcast here on purefandom.com. For those of you that are just joining, um, we mean Roswell, New Mexico, the incredible CW series. I am Liz Prue, joined by my co-host,
1: Meg Bonnie. Oh my God. Hi. How
0: bubble. I, mean, yeah, I know. This is our first podcast back from um, the show slash my pregnancy hiatus. Well, no, I, I shouldn't say pregnancy hiatus, just my maternity leave because there's not a hiatus from being pregnant. We, we, it had happened and it is now done. There's a human. There's a human and we are pumping the brakes. Okay. I'm going to Pilates classes. I'm drinking caffeine. <laughs> alcohol. Alcohol is happening. So much Alcohol. Lots of alcohol. Um, like my whole family is on keto right now. And I'm like, that's really cute. Never happening. over
1: okay. <laughs> No, we need alcohol, yeah. especially with everything we've seen about season two. I feel um, like we're going to be like crying in our wines, our many uh, wines.
0: Lots of process, lots of crying. Um, we're just, we're, we're ready to rock out. And we thought this first um, episode back, we talk about all of the little tidbits and casting news um, announced this summer and also this past weekend at New York comic-con. Um, so we're going to give you guys a little refresher from everything and, um, from what went down in the finale and what we can expect. And also before I forget, we are now on iTunes. So pure fandom, if you guys were listening to our pure fandom main iTunes account, where we host all of our podcasts, we have our own dedicated space cowboys iTunes page now where you can hit subscribe. Um, so we'll make sure to include that in our article for this.
1: And then what? I should probably put it like on our SoundCloud page or something. Yes, we'll very much so. We'll do very so. Very much Well, and if you are joining us, if you, you know, binge the first season on Netflix, and this is your first, you know, listen to our podcast welcome so what we usually do is I give a rundown of the episode but since we are pre-episodes I'm gonna give you a rundown of well not a rundown it's probably like a of a rundown but wait what a what of a rundown a of a rundown you know ruh, the first part of the rundown Leah's <laughs> oh like a okay you know you I got you now
0: I got you <laughs> No, I'm, I'm right here with we're we're video conferencing mm-hmm. also,
1: and I'm looking at you. I I'm feeling what you're putting out. I think you say you are, but you're not quite. But I, I appreciate the support. I do. <laughs> you raw ahead. You just I'm all rah. You're raw. Give us the raw. <laughs> okay, the raw of season one. Um, now it's a little, very dramatic. So I just need to I need to center myself from the <laughs> laughing. Mm-hmm. So in the, the season finale of season one. Max died, R.I.P. Max. Um, but Rosa, Rosa is alive, and Michael's hand is healed, which is gonna a lot of explaining to do on that one. Yep. And then he's started making out with Maria, which is like extra explaining that he needs to do on that one. Yep. And Kyle Valenti, oh, we love him. And Alex, they broke our hearts in that whole arc at the end there and in their own ways and they need our hugs and our love and there are lots of big cliffhangers and there's so much to happen and we're kind of getting little pieces here and there of what we can expect but we don't really know so let's talk about maybe casting news dive right into that okay
0: um and i just want you to know that um as soon as you said kyle Valenti, the first thing i thought um was Tyler Trevino. And for those of you who listened (laughs) to our previous podcasts, um, Tyler Trevino is not a person. Um, Michael Trevino is the actor who plays Kyle Valenti and also played,
1: uh,
0: Tyler Tyler on Vampire Diaries. So I I slipped through a lot. So if I'm talking about a Kyle, a Michael, no, a Kyle, a Trevino, Or a Valenti Michael, I'm just talking about Kyle Valenti, played by Michael Trevino. So now that we've got that, cleared that, and everyone's not confused anymore, let's talk about the casting news. Yes, please. Okay, so at New York Comic Con this last weekend, the entire amazing cast was there with executive producer um, Julie Plec. And of course, uh, showrunner Karina Adley McKenzie, her right hand guy, Chris Hollier. And they were talking about all those big bombshells that Meg just recapped. Um, the biggest news was the announcement that Jason Baer, the original Max Evans, will have a four episode arc in season two. Yay. And to showrunner Karina McKenzie, he will be playing a. And I quote, top secret character with deep ties to Roswell, New Mexico's history. Um, So that tells us nothing, but (laughs) that means that we can theorize. We can theorize through who he's going to be. So before we jump to the next casting news, let's, do you have any, uh, just quickly, any thoughts on who he could be, what era? He will be in because a lot of these new casting, new cast um, members that we're going to dive into, they're going to be in flashbacks from the original Roswell, New Mexico crash. So where do you think Jason Bear fits into the timeline?
1: I want him to be in the past because I think, I don't know, I feel like that's where we really need answers. So seeing all these you know, other casting news that we'll get to um, that you'll talk about in just a minute, I want to see him be a part of that and be a part of that story because then we know this. his episodes are going to be at least four, right, is what they said yep. in New York Comic-Con. So I want more of that storyline, so I'm hoping that that's where he is so that we will get at least four of that story. Um, I don't think he's an alien. For some reason, I feel like because he was an alien on the original show that they're going to want him to kind of be on the flip side of it. So I'm feeling like he's going to be more military, maybe part of, like, the base that's underground that we've kind of seen little pieces of. Okay, know, maybe maybe part of um the Valenti family. I'm not sure.
0: If he is an alien, um, I think like the coolest way to do that would be if he plays like Max's dad. And it's a flashback of him being like um, you know, like Superman's dad, putting Clark in the pod and then shooting him off as, you know, planet Krypton is crumbling away. Like, what if we're going to get, what if Jason's, you know, doing that for his son that way, it's one of those characters where, um, you know, he's honoring who he played in a way, but now he's the daddy. He's in the daddy role, you know, Mm -hmm. and Superman's dad in the 1970, whatever film, which sci-fi fans, by the way, that is just one of the best sci-fi films ever. The way they just show the fantasy elements, um, he was a daddy, you know, pun intended. Like, like a daddy. But he was a daddy. He was like yeah. a silver fox. And not that Jason Bear is a silver fox because he's not, you know, too, I don't, his hair isn't graying yet. But I'm just saying it would be really cool to see him be, uh, his father.
1: I don't know. That'd be kind of, kind of fun. That would be fun. I like that. It would also be cool to have him in the present and have him actually interact with Max. Cause I'm sorry. I don't believe he's dead. Max Evans is not dead. Oh! As much no. as they tried to fake us out and have Nathan Parsons as a grip. Did you see that on his Insta story? Like, no. What? Like him working as a grip on the set. He's like, oh, got to move all this stuff over here. Oh my God. <laughs> hilarious. That's like, amazing. That's oh, gosh. Job. Okay. I got to, maybe it might still be on there. I'll have to check. Yeah, that's hilarious. But I think it would be cool to see them interacting and seeing him in the Crashdown Cafe. That would be cool. But maybe like, I don't know how old the Crashdown Cafe is as a building or, you know, whatever. We could maybe get that potentially in flashbacks too. So I'm just excited basically. Overall Liz, I'm excited.
0: I know. And it's going to be such, it's already such a nice nod to the original Mm -hmm. series because, you know, they've had the congrats of a lot of the original main characters. Like Cherie Appleby has directed an episode. I think she's actually, they quote me if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she will be directing jason in season 2 in at least one episode in at I least one episode so it's you know they're going to they're going to do it they're going to they're going to make it nice in the words of one of my favorite real housewives real housewives of new york dorinda medley they're going to make it nice good they're going to make it nice good okay yeah all right let's move on <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my attempt at a New York accent coming from hoping, a very very strong Midwestern accent. So
1: I wanted more, and I was hoping you would keep going. If I just she said says good, but she kind of talks like this, you know, she said,
0: "I cooked, I cleaned, I made it nice." Okay, I made it nice. I made it nice. Okay, I like it. She always makes it nice. That's a house in the book. She is. She invites all the girls for the holidays, and she makes it nice. Very good. I love it.
1: Very good, Elizabeth. Oh, thank
0: you. Okay, our second big um, announcement of casting for season two is Gaius Charles. I believe it's Gaius, not Gaius. um, But he is uh, the fan favorite, Brian the Smash, baby. Williams from Friday Night Lights. One of the, 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 the best shows of all time. Um, And this is even more... Wonderful, because showrunner Karina McKenzie, I believe, has said that she's a massive fan of Friday Night Lights, so it's super cool that Gaius is going to be cast, or is cast in season two. Um, Deadline reports that um, Bronson, he's playing Bronson, a local farmer with a strong moral compass that leads him to see the good in people and aliens in a time of great prejudice. Ultimately, his quest to protect those he loves pits him against some powerful forces. According to executive producer Chris Hollier, he will be seen in a 1947 flashback storyline.
1: Hmm. So, like, he's a local farmer. Do you think maybe we're going to see some, like, stuff unearthed on a farm in the present? Oh. I feel like that would be great. Oh, yeah. I love when they just start opening bunkers and shit. <laughs> but, like right. Boom. Yeah. Like the more the merrier. Okay. Give me more of them underground stuff. Um, and I think,
0: I mean, maybe he is the owner of the farm that like the UFO like crashes on or the eggs crash on or something.
1: Isn't it Bronson farm? Oh, oh, we have to check the tapes, but I feel like that's what the sign said. Okay. Fine. Okay. We'll check. We'll follow up on that. All Yeah, we'll have to look. Okay. I could have just made that up, but I feel like it's correct. Okay. Okay, there's another big piece of casting news, Elizabeth. Did you see? Oh, yes.
0: So, this was announced um, before New York Comic Con, um, but Cassandra Amell um, will guest star. And from The Hollywood Reporter, uh, she will play a character named Louise, an alien-seeking Refuge in 1947 Roswell the year of the real-life UFO incident there the show has flashed back to the time period once before Louise finds that the inhabitants of this strange frightening new world are significantly less welcoming than she expected Though she's a pacifist by nature when she's separated from her kids. She has no choice, but to fight to protect them at all costs I have a theory Tell us your theory about the alien.
1: They definitely spoke more about Maria's character at New York Comic Con. What if this is somehow tied to her mom? Maybe we find out that Maria is part alien. That maybe, you know, these two guest stars that we are just reading about, talking about, maybe they hook up when she seeks refuge on his farm. yes. Yeah, so they make a baby. Yes, Marie's mom. Yes, that's why they have like that divine thing going on. Yes, okay. I'm all
0: about it, and we, cause we, we said there's got to be something going on. Like they introduced, um, it was, uh, was it on one of the Native American reservations? It was like, um, what were they? Some, some sort of. They tried they introduce that there could be some sort of tie to, um, the, I guess the energy that Maria picks up on or puts out. Um, like you were saying like her pseudo powers. So I'm hoping that maybe that'll connect that as well because she seemed to be kind of in tune
1: with all of that. But I really, really like your theory about these two guest stars. Yeah. And
0: grandparents or something.
1: And that would make sense that she's not like, full-blown alien and they can't sense her because that would make her what a quarter alien right yeah she'd be a quarter alien quarter alien and she remember she was able to stop like isabelle was trying to like see her and she was able to kind of stop that and she so was like I, no but boom yeah i feel like that's a quarter alien po- power right there
0: well and the fact that she could so that's interesting um, to kind of tie it back to what I think I was trying to say earlier, but it was not I wasn't explaining it very well. So Isabel has been able to manipulate other aliens. It's not a thing where if you're an alien, then you're automatically immune to her powers. You know, you kind of have to be trained in your mind a little bit. You have to be trained to deflect that. And because Maria has this witchiness about her, and I say that with the utmost, you know, Respect and comp it's a that's a compliment. I love her witchy babs. It's the best. I think that maybe because she taps into that and is so in tune with that, she unknowingly has trained her mind to deflect to be controlled by someone like Isabel.
1: Yeah. I yeah. And then that the necklace that she had that had that Oh that's that right. Maybe it's just the necklace. I don't know. Could be it, both. It could be both. Okay. You don't know. But yeah, I think that, yeah, that would be really cool to kind of have that be part of her story because like we said in our previous episodes of our podcast, we really wanted to see her story develop more and they Mm -hmm. um, have confirmed that that's going to be a thing that they're going to really showcase her as a character, maybe more about her past, hopefully a lot about her present because we really want to see what's going on with her and Michael because as much as we loved Michael and Alex, I really want to see what's that's all about so we're all about healthy vibe and love as much as i want to see michael and alex floating away on a cloud and love (laughs) just having peaceful bliss you know i really want to see kind of what happens with those two as well so well i think it's so
0: that i don't even want to call it a love triangle it's not a love triangle these relationships that involve the same similar people um they're they're just done so well be it's done so well because like with i feel like with Maria and Michael, it's more of um you know they're kind of helping each other through their own really big ish uh conflicts that they're both going they're both struggling with, like Maria's struggling with her mom right now and dealing with that. And then Michael is obviously struggling with, um, being, you know, an orphaned alien, but also his relationship with Alex, you know, he's really, whether he's showing it or not, he's still suffering from that and processing from that. So their relationship is like Karina said, in our exclusive with her from the Austin screening, you know, they're, they're each other's light right now. And so the, that's what makes that's what makes it likable, and that's why I'm not, like, mad about it because Alex and uh, Michael are – you know, they're kind of – What she, did she say they're starting darkness and they're coming to light or she wanted to start with Yes, a, she wants yeah. to start right. in
1: darkness and bring them to
0: light. And bring them to light. And that's not to say that the light isn't going to be between both of them, but they're going to – you know, it's going to be a long path to get there. And so I think that's why maybe we're not so – I mean, people obviously are favoring Alex and Michael Moore, present company included, but that doesn't mean I don't like Maria and Michael. Right. It's just different.
1: Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not like the classic triangle where it's easy to vilify someone like they're both good options and they're both good for Michael in different ways. Mm-hmm. So getting to see, more of the mar- the lighter side with Maria because there isn't so much darkness, like you said. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I just really want to see everyone making out. So, I mean, I know. sign me up for that. Making out to
0: really good early 2000s
1: jams, and that's all we want, okay? Like yeah. moody 90s covers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, speaking of music, they did release some of the song episodes. Titles. So all of the episodes, as we know, are song titles and they're always like awesome 90s songs mm-hmm. that either are covered or the actual song is used and it like fits in really well with what's going on. Obviously, makes sense. That's how they would name their episodes. <laughs> Thanks for that pity laugh. I love you so much. <laughs> okay, so the first episode of season two mm-hmm. is the song Stay, I Missed You, which is If you listen to – it's the previous episode in this podcast series. It's episode 23. Um, I interviewed the cast because Liz was, you know, just selfishly off having babies. Well, baby, but (laughs) I love you. Um, We talked about (laughs) – we talked about – in Austin, we talked about – she, Karina had mentioned this song specifically and saying that she wanted to be a pop star when she was younger and a boy told her you can't be a pop star because you have glasses. So Karina always really loved, wasn't <laughs> that adorable? <laughs> like, shut up, kid. Um, so she was always really excited about this song and Lisa Loeb who sings the song because she has glasses. So I, was, I thought that was really cute when we saw the episode title get released because uh-huh. we kind of knew that little little bit of tidbit information. hmm um, And you can listen to that episode, episode 23, if you want. All of – everyone picked kind of their favorite songs and what they wanted to be and and all of that. So it's very cute. And we all miss Liz the whole time with our whole heart. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, I was having false um, freaking labor. Oh, my God. That was – or had I had the baby by then? I don't even know. Well, what's her birthday?
1: May 28th. Yeah, you had her. I had her. You're just about to have her. It was on ATX. Yeah, So then the second episode, the title is Ladies and Gentlemen, We Are Floating in Space, which is very appropriate for this show. Um, Episode three of season two is called Good Mother, which I'm hoping kind of ties into what we were just talking about with our casting theories. Yes. That maybe we'll get a little bit more of like that stuff with Maria and like we know obviously her mother, but maybe her mother's mother and get a little more information there. Um, episode four is what if God was one of us, which I kind of was like blissfully had forgotten that song existed because it's such an earworm. So (laughs) I don't know what that, that (laughs) one's going to be about, but thanks Karina. (laughs) Um, maybe that one is kind of, I know you had talked about when Max died, how he kind of had like this whole Jesus in a cave thing with like a resurrection possibility. So maybe that's going to be like a Max episode and he's kind of like a I
0: feel like he his um and again I haven't read the book so I'm not like leaning on to what the books have said or anything like that just kind of what we already know from the show he seems like because the whole like thunder thing like he's kind of like a Thor kind of dealio and so I think with any type of superhero that has any power with like the elements most specifically lightning. They're a God, you know, they're kind of like their own entity, Zeus, all that sort of thing. Thor god of thunder. So what if he, when it says, what if, what if God was one of us? Like, what if God is Max? Like they're looking at him, like, you know, it's like a metaphor for him. Like maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I think it definitely Max centric centric episode, but I think it's definitely the God part of it is it totally in reference to Max because he's probably some like he's already, we already know he's some crazy powerful alien. I mean, he can resurrect people from
1: the dead. So. Well, not very well. Cause he died. Just kidding. Sorry, Max. But I mean, he did it. He got the job done, you know, so <sighs> he's powerful. He's powerful. He's definitely powerful. And I loved that whole like comparison. Also side note, he um, has beautiful hair, which so does Thor. I don't really know about Zeus. I just know that Zeus was a hoe. He was a hoe for show. He was a hoe for show,
0: but I think, you know, in most depictions, he has great hair. And between Nathan Dean Parsons and Janine Mason, dare I say it, this cast has the best hair of any CW series. I mean, it's, you know how I feel about Elena Gilbert season two blowout. Okay. Janine Mason. She's taken that to a whole new level. I mean, the coloring of her hair, okay? The shine, the, the the light curl, the middle part. It's just, I didn't think it could get any better. And then we saw our New York Comic-Con and I was like, I'm like most excited in season two for um, more Malik's and more Janine Mason hair. Janine Mason too, but like the it's the hair, like I'm doing, like up here, it's like... The
1: hair, then Malik's, then, you know, Janine Mason in between, in between that.
0: Yeah. That's how excited I am about this hair.
1: I feel like I'm going to second that. I'm going to co-sign that statement that, yes, absolutely best hair on the CW. Mm-hmm. We've talked in length about Michael's hair. Oh. Yeah. Our interview with him, if you guys haven't
0: listened to it yet, um, it's basically a podcast about curly hair
1: featuring special guest star Michael Vlamis. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, um, episode four of season two, what if God was one of us? It's just a hair tutorial and it's the God of hair. That is Janine Mason. Just giving us some tips, you know, oh I'd be God. down with that.
0: I would a hundred percent be down with that. I just want to know. I want to know all the products she uses. I want to know how many glasses of water she drinks per day. <laughs> like I, just, I need <laughs> to know it all. Janine, uh, she's so gorgeous. And I mean, she's just like the best. She's such a beautiful person. Like her soul is as beautiful as her hair or her hair is as beautiful as her soul, I should say.
1: Liz is going to start crying because I am going to start crying. She feels very deeply about Janine Mason's hair and person and soul and all of that oh. and her book club. Remember, she had a book club over the summer, which oh. I, I think is great. I really, I, I, enjoyed it. And before we start diving into um, other fun things, yes. the fifth episode is called I'll Stand By You. And Karina had tweeted that this is a Michael-centric episode Ooh. and that she was sobbing during rehearsal and that songs are already sad AF. So like, yeah, we in trouble.
0: It's, if it's anything like the moment in season one between him and his mother played by Kayla Ewell, the young version of her, Mm -hmm. it just, oh my God, it gutted me because, and they showed us little Vlammy as a young boy with those curls. And you're just like, oh my, oh, and that was only like two and a half minutes of the episode. Okay. This is going to be a whole 40, whatever minutes of Curls and Tears.
1: So, Curl, yep, Curls and Tears is the alternate name of episode five unofficially. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm ch- I think that was a tweet. We'll check that, but it, that mm-hmm. was. Unverified information. <laughs> Unver- <laughs> That's what our <laughs> podcast should actually be. Space Cowboys <laughs> Unverified. <laughs> Not unclassified,
0: unverified. Unverified. We'll put that For in our bobs. bio, just mm-hmm. unverified in
1: parentheses. Well, speaking of Michael... Um, he's got a newsletter mm-hmm. the lamb, so he's got a newsletter that you can sign up for, and we'll we'll put the information in, in the article when we share this podcast episode, but he's also donating all of the proceeds for his merchandise to a charity that is not yet verified, keeping in with our our team mm-hmm. um but I think that's awesome, so if you want more, Michael, and why wouldn't you? you can mm-hmm. sign up for that too
0: um, I think he should do. Like, um, for those that live in the Midwest, like he should do like Portillo's coupons for us. They opened up a Portillo's in Indianapolis. Okay. Um, so I don't have to get, I don't have to wait to get some every time I drive home to see my parents, but he could just put in like, you know, 10% off your roast beef sandwich or, you know, free
1: extra pepper upgrade. Uh, Why would you get this for signing up for his newsletter?
0: No, I think that that should be, like, you know how, like, some newsletters have, like, special deals in them? Yeah,
1: like, (laughs) 10% off of Portillo's this weekend, you know? Someone hire you for something. Like, hire Liz to be your marketing email blasting person, and they will send you coupons. 10% off your beef from Liz. 10% off your beef. I love
0: it. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, Lamas, if you're listening, I will send your MailChimp emails for you. Yes, I know you use MailChimp because I'm also a marketing consultant, so I pay attention to that. And, you know, I'll just make your, I'll make your emails for you. I'll get us all the coupons. You know, we'll do Portillo, Giordano's, you know, we'll, we'll get it all done. Are you just hungry? Is that what all this is? I am starving. I went to one of those reformer classes that I got a free package of and I am, have you seen those machines?
1: Oh, is that like exercise? Uh, I've no, heard
0: of actually. It. Um, you know the machine that they put Wesley in and Princess and the Bride in that tree? Yeah. That's what a reformer machine is. That sounds great, Liz. Why the hell did you do that? Because they're free classes. My old neighbor is the owner of the studio, and she gave me some free classes. And so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I saw once on Candace Acala King's Instagram. She did that after her. she had a baby. So I was like, okay, I'll try this.
1: Do you feel reformed?
0: No, I'm I'm starving. Very, okay. hungry. very hungry.
1: Well, maybe on that note, we should send you off to get some food. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Did you have any other thoughts or theories that you wanted to throw out there? Maybe <sighs> no, I think the big next?
0: one – I think the big one we covered um, was the casting of Guy's Charles and Cassandra Mel. I really, really like the idea that they may be the grandparents of Maria. Um, And the fact that we know they're going to dive more into Maria's backstory. And her, uh, assuming that means her family history as well, then, um,
1: you know. I like it. You know. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think that's going to be definitely interesting to see i'm really excited to see also when the show is going to come back i don't think they've given us a specific date yet it's 2020 but until then we'll be coming up with theories that are completely out there and i love it um i'm my biggest hope and theory is always going to be to see a little bit more of alex and michael's backstory Mm -hmm. so hopefully we'll get a little bit of that too cross your fingers Cross your fingers. Cross
0: your fingers. Do your step. You could do it all by. Oh, snap your fingers. <laughs> <It> snap. <laughs> good well, job. I was so, it was so good. Thank you. Um, And, yeah, we'll put all our iTunes fun on there. We got a cute new little logo, y'all. Um, I don't know. And I think maybe we could come up with some fun new episode ideas. Maybe not even specific to the show, but just like, you know, like sister Stuff, perif- things that live on the periphery, peripheral, peripheral. Invite some peeps, um, because we we could because we got some time. So we might do have fun. Some. We have legacies premiering um, this week on the CW season two, and you know Karina started on vampire or started covering Vampire Diaries, and then she was writing for originals. Julie Plaque is an EP on um, Roswell. So maybe we could get – I don't know. Maybe we could get someone – because I feel like we've interviewed almost everyone on Roswell. Maybe we could get some people from, like, the sister shows. I don't know. We'll find something fun to do, guys.
1: Very fun. And if you have anything, any ideas or things you want us to talk about more, um, if you want Liz to sing the entire score of Hamilton, we can do that. Just let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. Hit us up.
0: Um, Lately, I've been singing a lot of Tangled. Um, We're watching the season three premiere of the animated series tonight it is really good
1: okay you're in it it. i can see it have you watched it all no i've seen a lot of season two though so i know what you're talking about girl it
0: is just i'm like you know i found myself going upstairs and saying eric can you pause it Mm -hmm. you know like i gotta pee and then i want to come back and figure out you know what's going on with punzel's freaking hair
1: you're all about the hair it's just it's all you I've right got the wind in my hair and I'm fire within. Isn't that the lyrics?
0: Sure. Okay. Okay. Anyways. All right. We're wrapping this shit up. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we're going to put all the links, the, the tweets, the shares, the retweets up on this post. Subscribe to our iTunes. Like it. Put that the ratings up. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Love you. Bye.